from now until we get into heaven, we're going to fall short on a day in and doubt basis. We're going to need the blood of Jesus to cover us in the grace of Jesus to reconcile us back to him. This is The Uncomfortable Truth. Hello and welcome back to The Uncomfortable Truth. I'm Shane. This is Obi and our two guests are Joe Lane and Eddie Maldonado with Young Life. We've been talking about uh, Young Life, what Young Life is, and now we're going to talk about the impact of Young Life. Joe, I'm sure you've seen a few transformations in your time yeah. with kids. Oh, absolutely. Can you talk about one that stands out to you? Sure. Yeah, so we had uh, we had the sixth grader um, this year who uh, kind of, I think he was at Pine Tree for a little bit and um, then was homeschooled, but not really being homeschooled, like just kind of um, was falling through the cracks. And uh, he, um, he got to sign up for camp and we were kind of before camp, I, I heard more of his story that his dad's in prison um, for trying to put his hands on his mom. And like, uh, so this, this boy has, has this ton of anger um, towards his dad, like wanted to kill his dad mm. in that moment. And uh, comes to camp with us. Um, and you could just tell, like, we had a bunch of, we had, first of all, we had 18 middle school boys from Longview in one cabin. Wow. Um, which was just like three leaders. We were out, we were outmatched and, uh, you know, breaking up a potential fight every, you know, couple hours. And, um, <clears throat> so this kid goes through the week and, um, that's awesome, but yeah. that's not awesome. It's like, oh, it was chaos. <laughs> and it was, uh, we learned a lot this summer. Um, what not to do. Yeah. Okay. It was the, we, it was the kids that needed to be at camp, which was yeah. awesome, but we just, we needed some, you know, Maybe another leader and some other okay. <laughs> training of kids are defense training. Yeah, so, I mean, or like figuring out who's lying type of thing. Like you right. know, like no, you both are. One of you is lying, and this, I have to figure this out. You know, as uh, a parent, it's just like I'm just gonna quit trying to figure it out. You're both guilty. Yeah, we yeah. needed special forces like interrogation <laughs> training, um, and just like combat stuff. But uh, so this kid going through the week, he's got. You could just see the anger just popping out in different different ways, um, you know, almost getting into it with some guys. And um, one kid we had to actually send home because he said a racial slur to this boy. And I'm like, in the middle of the week, I'm just like, God, what the heck are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. what is going on here? You know, is you know, we're here so that kids can know Christ. And it feels like the enemy's just right on down our throats. And um, at Young Life Camp. Uh, there's a talk progression. So each night, the first night, it's kind of more about creation, who you're designed to be, who's Jesus. And then there's the sin talk, which is like, hey, why are, why is this world broken? Why are we messed up? And then the fourth day, we get to the cross talk. And um, after the cross, we try to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with every kid at camp, um, or just the kids that we brought, at least. So um, on that day, uh, this this boy pulls one of our leaders aside and says hey can we do our one-on-one -on -one time and that doesn't happen normally it's like we have to like drag them to the you know right. like hey it's time they're like no i don't want to do it come on um <laughs> come here okay. and uh i got some snacks man <laughs> yeah let's go by let's go to the snack bar uh, that's how we have to entice them but uh he reached out to one of our leaders and said hey i want to talk about stuff and man just opened up walls came down um accepted christ which was just like we were just we were just blown away um wow. and, and then the cool thing was is when we got home well he got to just 
like he got to tell like other leaders like what he had what he had done and we were just so like pumped for him and um he got home and then went to church with uh another one of our leaders who he lives next door to is you know i don't know how consistent he's been but he's at least been taking steps so it's just cool to see like somebody that was ready to like you know i want to kill my dad yeah to like i know jesus now yeah um, which is just wild so man and affirm and affirms the process yeah you know um how cool is that yeah. you know i mean we think about we, like you said, Shane, we think about Bible Belt, East Texas. You know, you had mentioned there's over 500 churches. I want, I, I'd be curious what that... Somebody put it on Facebook is. the other day. I, I wonder I what the radius re- is. You yeah. Know, 50 miles, maybe. I mean... It's probably less than that, dude. It it's, might be. I, I don't remember. It was staggering. It may have yeah. been 700, but I don't remember what the radius was. Well, Moberly, Ma- the church that we attend, uh, they partner with a lot of the Longview ISD schools. Yep. Um, it, they'll they'll usually you know pick a school. For the last couple of years, it's been Ware Elementary. Yep. Um, we always do this event every year before school starts called uh, Hamburgers and Haircuts, and I cook about 600 hamburgers, um, and we give away backpacks and we give away haircuts for all the kids yep. before they get the, you know, to their first day of school. And it, it's staggering. Uh, like 70, 70% of the kids at this elementary school did not have dads in their homes. Yeah. 70% yeah. in Longview, Texas, in the middle of the Bible Belt. Yeah. And, and we think that we've got to go to Africa to, uh, to lead people to Jesus. and don't get me wrong there's plenty of people in africa i'm not saying we don't need to go on missions um i'm saying that we are missing the boat if we think that there aren't people right here in our community um and and talking about fatherless homes i mean we talk about you know what that does to a home and we talk about the kids that were raised in fatherless homes uh 70 of the the men the young men in prison are from fatherless homes. I want to say like 63% of rapists are from fatherless homes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's staggering the statistics whenever dads aren't being dads and we aren't doing what we need to be from kingdom men's standpoint. And, uh, so cool to me again, you guys, that, that's, I talked to you a little bit about that's where kind of our foundation is. And I know Shane really wanted to get into, uh, you know, what you're seeing in, yeah. in today's teens. Can, can you kind of shine, sure. shine some light on that? Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, you know, Gen Z is probably the most, uh, misunderstood generation that's, um, come through and I'm, I'm a millennial, but it's still like the gap you can feel. It's, and I'm sh- it's millennial and then Gen Z, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So be like kids. I say so kids. Gen people. Z's like <clears throat> college kids, like maybe 24, 25 and down right now. Okay. okay. Um, but then Gen Alpha's on the way up. So I'm like, I don't even know, figured out Gen Z yet, but Gen Alpha's right. coming up and yeah. here, here we go. But um, so Gen Z's probably, uh, it's, the, it's the most uh, anxious generation most, uh, you know, dealing with a lot of hopelessness, um, because they have so many Gen Z's never known life without a smartphone. Right. Um, they've grown with a a smartphone in their hand 
since they've been alive and you know trying to think of like you know how high school and middle school was tough for all of us but imagine adding like access to the world and now you have to compare yourself to everybody and not just like right. jimmy at the locker next to you and like people on your football team like um and everything is documented yeah like, it's all like recorded from multiple angles oh. it's available on the internet so there's you know you got cancel culture so kids are really like okay what do i i have to be very careful about what i do um so th you know it feels like they're they're always walking on eggshells anxiousness um suicidal thoughts is at an all-time high you're like so you look at this and you're like okay what are we you know what do we do you know this is this is a lot this is um but we've we've seen statistics that say man if there's like if they just have one caring adult who's not their parent that's in their life like just the statistics are off the charts of like they're more likely to graduate high school they're more likely to not engage in risky behavior like um just because of a, like the face-to-face -face relationships is always yeah. going to be the solution you know yeah. obviously jesus and a life of a purpose bigger than themselves but the horizontal relationships yes yeah. yeah i mean that's where that's what he said i mean yeah it's what the greatest commandment mm -hmm. you know is you know that's i mean that's where it's at it's 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 uh you know i'm i'm the only god and and love your neighbor as yourself it's it's the relationships that we have horizontally and the serve and the servants that he calls us to be in those relationships it it makes it makes the difference in yep. everyone's life joe had a stat yeah. for the number of kids that if you were to survey kids and ask them would you like somebody to help help mentor you what was the number joe yeah so like gen z said like 70 percent of gen z said um they would like guidance and mentorship from older generations but then i think 70 percent of those kids said that they feel misunderstood by mm. that generation you know like the older generation so yeah, it's like there's this there's this gap between like we have we have to be a little more empathetic and understanding and patient with the younger generation because we can quickly become like well throw some dirt on it yeah like, you know i was talking to a guy the Suck other day up. yeah <laughs> i was talking to a guy the other day at uh, upwards football game and uh his son came over and, and sat by us and he was talking to us during the game before he had to go back in and then my son came over and then they went back in and we're just talking about our youngest kids they need like they like the affirmation and he said yeah i tell my kid often you know you're doing a good job and he said when i was in school he said my my dad he waited until he said i was a pretty good athlete um pretty successful in high school and uh my dad patted me on the back after I graduated and said, Hey man, you did a good job. <laughs> <One time. laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, that's all I got. Yeah. But, and now we're, you know, that's how, that's not necessarily how I was raised. I was affirmed, but not to the level that I affirm my yeah. kid. It's, it's like, you know, we try to, we want to take, we want to go back and we want to say, well, when I grew up, sure. you know, it was, you know, rub some dirt on it, yeah. you know, go out there and do what you got to do um yeah i don't think we different. can do that anymore it's different yeah it's it, there's i would say what you're seeing in gen z is the lack of grit and endurance you know like yeah no question um, yeah you're right but you know we can quickly point fingers but we've as older generations have been a part of how we've set them up right yeah you know like i've read i read this book one time and it was kind of just talking more about 
hey, as parents, how have we done a disservice to Gen Z? Like, we think about it. Um, you know, we live in a much different, you know, when we were growing up, we could ride our bikes anywhere. And like, yeah. um, it was, there was a lot of freedom and autonomy that our parents gave us. Um, and I think nowadays we've kind of swung to the other end of the pendulum, right? Where almost every part of their life is prescribed for them. Mm. Um, like, okay, you got to go to school. Then we have this practice afterwards. Then you got to go to tutoring. And then, so they've, they've had the reg like they've been handed what they're supposed to do, but we haven't created space for them to have, you know, make decisions and a little yeah. bit of freedom. And, um, because that's where you grow, right. Is mm -hmm. when you're able to make mistakes is when you're able to, um, critical thinking, problem solving. But if we prescribe their whole lives, it actually leads to more anxiety because, they don't feel like they have any control. Which for, which everything you're saying is against yeah. the societal grain. Right. Like, like our you know, our our mindset and when we're when we're looking at or thinking about parenting and thinking about giving our kids freedom and not hovering over them and allowing them to go ride their bikes and like all of that stuff is just ludicrous like what are you talking about <laughs> yeah. what if they get kidnapped what right. if they get you know and it's like they're gonna be fine yeah. you know yeah <laughs> let just let them do it you know yeah. and it's 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 you've got you've got this culture this society that's saying don't do that yeah. uh when in reality you're so right it, yeah that's it's what's missing you know? I, it's structure it's surveillance it's it's like a continual yeah. this continual presence that like we didn't have when I mean I'm I'm a little bit older than you guys but like you know my parents were like yep be home when it's dark you oh, know same right. exact yeah. way yes. like all like, of us like, go play go play in the woods right I, again I was at an upwards practice yep. the other day and I just overheard a dad saying hey where's where's my kid or no it was a mom where's my kid um, he had been he went to the bathroom he had been gone yep. for like three minutes and she was freaking out yeah. And then dad chimed in and said, yeah, I know I'm a helicopter parent too. You know, like, let your kid go to the bathroom. <laughs> like it, you're out of church football league, like relax. But it's because, and they referenced right there. Did you hear about that girl in California that got right. kidnapped? The fear-based. It's, it's yeah. all, um, it's know, all we're living our life in fear. Yeah. yeah. And it, I think a lot of times, like I'm still navigating. And I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, a two-year-old. And we're like thinking through, okay, how do we how do we raise a kid in this new, you know, world that we live in, but also create space for them. And I don't, I'm not saying give a six year old, like the most of time, yeah. <laughs> you know, like his you six year old give has more iPhone. over time. No. <laughs> uh, he wants, he probably wants one. Yeah. Um, he loves Minecraft. That's how already. you start a fight with the ki the cousins in my family. It's like, I heard so-and-so got an iPhone. Got an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. And the kid's like, what? You think about, I compare iPhones or smartphones to driver's license. Yeah. A kid can't get a driver's license until they're 16 because they're not responsible enough to have one. I believe that we should enact some type of rules. Sure. Because we're handing kids literally loaded guns. Yeah. And saying, and most most parents don't have any restrictions no. on those. Here you go. Yep. And you know when a gun goes off. You don't know when that phone. No. I mean, like, that's the hard part, right? It's like if you hit a kid a gun, you'd, you'd hear it go off yeah. at least. Yeah. You would have some indication there's something's right. gone wrong. 
the I mean the the most I mean, it's just terrifying. The it's, whole it thing. It's, it's, just, a, it's a it's a slow death. You know, yeah. like you know, if we're correlating it to a gun, it's like every single time that they that they load it and that they get on it, um, it it's it's rotting yeah. their their minds because they're not their minds aren't ready for it. Yeah. They're not they're still developing. Yeah. And like when the kids are in school, the parents are like, "Well, my kids gotta have their uh, gotta have their phone so I can get a hold of them." Right? It's like they're at school. That's the another. That's another fear-based thing. Yeah. Like, what what if an active shooter comes in? I need my kid to be able to call me. Like a lot of parents will say that. That's wild. We at Young Life Camp, we we take up the phones when Amen. we get there, and because uh, we, I mean, we wouldn't get anything accomplished with, and there's no service out there anyways, but. Uh, Kids are just like you know devastated. Like ah, yeah. like you're you're ripping a drug away from them. Well, um, you are. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what and you're doing. It's kind of cool to see them like be kids when you just take away that for a week. And like some of the parent, you know, parents are like, oh well, how do I get a hold of you? It's like, well, I'll have my phone. And yeah, call, you call me. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Um, and they revert back to like the yeah. the natural behavior being, so much faster than you think yeah. it would. Yeah. Like it's like faster it's like, than we do. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had my phone taken away from me for for half a day, I would I would probably still be like, Anxious. you know, I got stuff to do. <laughs> what's yes. going on. So I'm gonna look at the camera here. A lot of the reason that our kids are the way that they are with these devices and all is right here. I'm pointing myself. The parents we're raising Gen Z and Gen Alpha. Yeah. We have to consider all of the consequences of the actions that we take in the parenting that we that we offer to our kids the uh there was a recently there was kind of an event in our lives that started to reshape like how do we think about raising our kids and wanting them to follow jesus and uh, we were at a wedding this summer and uh, got to see some of my old roommates and uh and i didn't know where they were at in their faith or anything like that but um we kind of got talking, me and my wife got talking with them and, and kind of found out that they don't like, they have walked away from Christianity and their faith. And this was kind of the first people we've heard, you know, a lot of other people doing that. And, but became, this was the, became it became real. real. And we're just like, how did they get there? And how did we not get there? Um, and what we, what we kind of, you know, boiled it down to is like, we've tasted enough of Jesus to know that, Hey, we could see a lot of crap around us, but like, we still know, like, Hey, this is, we still believe that Jesus is real and that he loves us and that he has a relate, we have a relationship with him. And, but we've just seen so many well-intended parents that are, um, almost just like, you know, just shoving the, shoving the Bible down kids throats almost where it's like, Hey, you got to get this verse, da, 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 like, and we prescribed this whole thing, but we haven't <clears throat> given them space to wrestle and to mm -hmm. like, is this like, is this going to be your own? And that takes a lot of trust because you're, you're like, all right, God, like, I can't save my kid. I'm giving him to, or yeah, her to yeah. you. Yeah, like, so we're just trying to think through how do we create space for our kids to, you know, how would we wrestle and have these conversations? And I think it showed us that, like, the most important thing as parents we can do as Christian parents is we want them to see us living out an authentic faith, yes. not mm -hmm. just a plain church, not just going through the motions and then we're, different at home than we are when we're doing ministry and um that's been just humbling for me and and like like here letting my kids hear like hey i blew it and like will you forgive me mm. i never heard i don't think i ever i don't heard i didn't hear that much growing up yeah um it's it's so cool i mean like 
what you're doing with Young Life, first of all, is going to have such an amazing impact on your children. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's been neat. It's really been neat for me to see uh, my kids ask about why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Why, and, and then watching some of the podcasts. So I've got a uh, – actually – Happy birthday, Andrew. Today's Andrew's happy birthday. Happy birthday, dude. <laughs> Let's go. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. It's going to be like two months behind, but happy, happy right. birthday, dude. That's we right. love you. Andrew uh, is is my son. He he uh, I, I inherited him when he was seven years old, um, and he's 23 today. Wow. And um, anyway, he is graduating from Navy Nuclear Engineering School. Heck yeah, dude. Way to go, man. Uh, on the 9th of November. So Sounds like a freakishly smart He's a he's sharp, crazy smart. Uh, the the naval nuclear engineering program is is a four year MIT engineering degree bottled down into a year and a half. Um, it's it's literally the hardest intellectually challenging school in the armed forces. Wow, that's awesome. It's it's super cool, and he's a month away uh, wow. from. It's the third school. He's finishing his final school, but he asked me weekly when the next live podcast is coming out you know he's like what he any any ask questions and it's opened a whole new relationship with he and i that uh that i prayed for for years uh you know him asking questions and and just digging into jesus uh in a way that i was a little concerned he might not ever do and he has and it's so awesome gosh it's awesome it's cool and and so it that i feel like that you're correlating that to what he's doing and his kids being around absolutely and seeing mom and dad interact not 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 going to church not just reading your bible not maybe practicing the spiritual disciplines that we know are vital to our spiritual growth but loving people Mm -hmm. like truly serving and loving people and our kids seeing that is i think yeah i believe is going to make all the difference. Uh, my kids you know. still ask me about, I uh, worked at Heartlight, my wife and I worked at Heartlight for a while. Y'all know what Heartlight yep. is? It's a residential facility for struggling teens. And, and like, if you're classifying kids as like bad kids, I mean, some people, the owner of that or the founder of that would say there's no bad kids. Mm. It's just kids that make bad decisions. Yeah. So these, these are kids that have made some pretty pretty bad decisions that are there. But my kids, we used to go to events there right. all the time. We used to basically Sweet. live there. And my, ki- and my kids were small, like little. I think when I, the, when I quit working there, um, my oldest is 15 now. She was probably seven. Yeah. Still ask me about that place because wow. they remember the memories of all – probably mostly the fun activities, but there was just this presence yeah. of something different that was going on that they really, something just locked in their memory that they wanted to hold on to. Yeah. See, I would just, I would just encourage parents to allow their kids to see you loving other people. Yeah. Uh, allow your kids to see you serving other people. Um, I, I just feel like that, uh, it was a big difference maker in my life. My yeah. my dad, my dad is a my mom and dad are both just servants. Yeah. Um, my dad 
changes the light bulbs in the church. He mows the church every week. He's 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 uh, he sent me a picture yesterday. He uh, doesn't. It's, he's not on staff. He doesn't get paid. No, not at all. He uh, just he, he does built these he things. built he built the church swing set last year, and this is like a rock star swing set. Apparently, there's some new <laughs> new game called Gaga. Gaga ball. Gaga ball. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's like a little octagon thing. Yeah. Yeah. So dad, dad sends me, um, a picture, um, yesterday of, he built the Gaga. He built a pit. Gaga pit. Oh, that's heavy. Oh, that's one too. For the that's serious. Church. He just finished it yesterday. That's awesome. I didn't even yeah. know what it was. Yeah. He's was was like, fun. he said, just finished the Gaga pit at the church. And all the, those are all the kids. It's the hard for old people. Right though, Cause you yeah. have been down a lot. If you want to feel, if you want to feel old and just like your athletic ability is gone. Get in there on that gaga pit. Really? Yeah. And you get out pretty quick. See, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. You, know? you have to hit. You have to hit a kickball, and you have to hit somebody on the knee or below. So you, all you can do is just hit it with your okay. hand. With so your you're hand. bending yeah. over. Okay. So you're just trying to dodge it, jump like it's. It, That's cool. It's pretty it's intense. intense. Well, Dad made that for the church this past week. That's what he spent his last week doing, just up at the church making a gaga pit. So um, pretty cool. So you're saying consistent consistency creates impact like true impact and that seems like what you guys are going for with young life you're not trying to just start a bunch of ministries in 18 schools right now you're trying to have a deep impact over whatever kids that you can have a deep and whatever with whatever ability and the staff and the volunteers and the leaders that you have with something to end the show how can the people listening to this podcast help sure young life specifically Longview. Yeah. I think there's a few ways. Uh, one is like, Hey, if you're like, man, I would love to see young life at the school my kids at, or, um, wherever you're at, like reach out, let's have conversations. Let's start dreaming and praying and thinking through that. Um, two, you could always help financially. Um, you know, we got to raise our own budget every year. Um, and if you go to greater longview.younglife.org, um, you can do that. Um, you can donate directly on the yeah. website. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then, can, yeah. You can volunteer as a volunteer leader yeah. if you're interested in getting into the schools and you have some, you want to address that fear. I'll never forget driving to the high school the first time. I'm talking to the security guard and I'm so nervous. I'm like, so how's your day? Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm here to talk to kids. Okay. You want to go do that? Like, <laughs> I was yeah. terrified. So get involved, man. Get plugged in. <laughs> Uh, volunteer leaders great there's a committee there's a whole group of adults that we get together and we pray we we set like two-year plan five-year plan what are we doing this week we have uh, every year we have a committee um, that we put on an event like a banquet fundraising we just banquet, had a, bu- yeah. a fundraising banquet awesome um, and we we try to pull in people who don't have exposure to it had a really good uh, club talk or a good talk at this last banquet where I learned about somebody who I've known for like 10 or 15 years and he told his story and I was blown away. Yeah. Like first generation Christian and you never would have known it. And so it was really mm-hmm. cool. So committee, if you're an adult and you want to get involved, there's, there, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. If you're, if you, I mean, if you can just support financially or just like come up to Joe and say, Hey, I'm praying for you. Sure. Just, you know, Joe's, Joe's really active in the community. Like he knows I love people. gifts and gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah <laughs> coffee and meals. Um, that's yep. good. Go to the website if, if you can, uh, however you can help. But the the easiest way to help is financially. That's that's True. the like if you don't feel like you have the time, which we can go down that rabbit hole of whether <laughs> we actually have the time or not. Um, 
but give 30 bucks, you know, like that in our inflation filled environment right now, $30 is nothing like that's, you know, giving up a, a coffee for a few days. Yeah. Like two days now. Yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. can impact like hundreds of kids with that $30 though. Cause he yeah. does, he does a, a breakfast with the ninth graders that are at the high school now. And I would, I would say that's 30 bucks worth of donuts. Oh yeah. You just, I mean, what, yeah, what is that? What do those donuts cost? I mean, Friday mornings we do ninth grade donuts before school. I mean, it's you're walking out forty, fifty bucks a week yeah. sometimes. Okay, so let's make it fifty dollars and pay for a Friday morning yeah. donut. Yeah, you want to sponsor some donuts? <laughs> yeah, it's but f- those kids literally will yeah. go all week on that on that one thing. They're pumped about it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Awesome, cool. guys. We really appreciate you being here today. I feel like that was super productive in learning more about Young Life, what you're doing, and what you, what you guys are doing, and how you're impacting the community. Got kicked today in the face, and we'll catch you on the next one.